Hello, and welcome to Middleish, a podcast about moderation in all things. I am Michael Green. And I'm Erin Green. Hello. This is a special short episode of Middleish. This is a Middleish mini. Middleish yes. mini pod. Yeah. Yep. Middleish mini. It's an M&M. That's right. We are, so Matt asked me about, you know, cause he asked about the podcast and he's like, mm-hmm. so you're doing something, this is something new you guys haven't done before is like this shorter little episode where we're aiming for around 20 minutes today. Just so if you planned this into your day to listen to, that's about going to be the length. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I think we're just kind of trying a few different formats and, and ways of getting this information out there and seeing, seeing how it works for our listeners. So by all means, listeners, if you like it, if you don't, if you have an idea that you would like us to try, let us know because I think we're kind of in this place of sure, we'll, you know, we'll mess around and and play with this and experiment and see see what works. Give it a shot. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of have like our uh what's the word? Protocol. I don't know. Our plans for like each month, but this week has a fifth Monday, right? So we're like, okay, so what do we do with those Mondays? So yeah. we're doing this at this point, any, any month that has kind of that fifth Monday, we'll have a, an extra little short mini podcast as long as it, yeah, it's well received and people want us to do it. That's the plan at this point. So that's why we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to just jump right let's, in? Or let's how are talk you? about, are you good? yep. Yeah. Our, um, I'm good. I've, I, um, my news is that I hung my hummingbird feeder outside my window. And so oh, I'm that's seeing, seeing these, I think there's two of them there. There's a green one and kind of a grayish colored one. And they're just like constantly coming to the hummingbird feeder and rally likes to sit in the window and be entertained. I saw that in your stories last night. <laughs> that's my, that's my springtime like, news. Mm, lunch. <laughs> He's I just know waiting and- for me. <laughs> Well, the other day he was batting at the screen because I had the Uh window open, but he, so I don't know if it was a bug or if it was a hummingbird, but I watched this hummingbird come right up to his face in the window and stare at him. Like, I mean, it's like it knew that he couldn't get it or it was taunting it. It was so wild. I'm like sitting here just watching. What you going to do? Yeah. I I can't get any work done. I'm watching this mm. like nature show unfold in my office. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shall we dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So we've been talking about habits this month. Um, yeah. Aaron had a, a really good reel on, on some habits. We had our Instagram live last week. Is that right? Last week. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's some, some good content on habits on our Instagram page that, um, if you haven't checked out, I think you should, but we're just going to dive into a few, a few more topics, a little bit deeper today around habits. And so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, do you want to just dive right into to what we were talking about? I think so. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that by the end of today's mini pod, I personally have gotten a lot of comments and feedback from listeners on this episode in particular, people that are people that have been longtime listeners from the very beginning. And they're like, oh my gosh, I really needed this, you know, to, to reinforce some of these concepts around my own habits and bring awareness to that. And I have some new clients who are just getting started with our episodes that are like, 
whoa, this, you know, this is really good. And, and I've been thinking about this or I started a new habit. So my hope is that by the end of today's discussion, maybe you guys have some action items or some specific ideas of how you can get started with the, the concepts we're talking about, because I think in order for this whole discussion to be applicable is for you to find like a specific way that you can apply it in your life and, and look at what's going on in your life. And this is how I plan to use it. So that's my goal. Actionable, Mm -hmm. practical. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit before we started recording just about that. We just wanted to touch on this idea that, you know, a lot of times when we talk about changing our habits, um, like we think about like, okay, like I need to eat more fruits. I need to eat more vegetables. I need to exercise more often. I need to get more sleep. And it's these kind of things, which are all great things, right? Like most of us need to, you know, hopefully invest more time and energy into building those things in better and more consistent ways. And that's great. I think that's a really important part of this, but I think it's also really important to understand that like habits, aren't just things that we like go and build when we're making like changes to our lives. So things that already exist in a bunch of ways in meaningful ways, and maybe not so meaningful ways. Like, you know, the one illustrations I like to use a lot is like, when you get out of the shower, you probably draw yourself off the same way. Every time when you brush your teeth, there's probably like a pattern to it that you don't even realize, you know, like we just have all these habits that, you know, and we talked about this in the episode, or the, the initial episode this month that like, what habits are the brain learning. This is how we do a thing. Let me autopilot autopilot that so we can do it more efficiently. And you don't have to think about it so much. And that's maybe like a not exact definition, but it's, it's pretty close. I, I think it's, yeah, it's pretty, right. Accurate. It's pretty close enough. Right. And, and so we have these in our lives all over the place. I mean, probably the way you drive to work, you know, if there's a, a, a intersection that, sometimes it's busy in the morning. You probably have an alternate route. That is a habit where if you see, you know, Oh, it looks busy up there. I go this way. If you probably park in the same area at the grocery store, every time you probably go through the grocery store in the same way, every time, like there's just these things that we do habits are all over in our lives. And this is, this is not a good or bad thing. It's just a thing. Okay. It's just what our brain does. And, um, God, you've got me analyzing how I do like my driving <laughs> in the grocery store and everything. Now I'm like, I should change it up. I should do something different. Yeah. Okay. But have you ever, like I've intentionally, I've done that just like a few weeks ago, I intentionally went in the other door and went backwards. It took me so much longer to go to the store. So I was like, wait, where am I at? What am I getting next? Yeah. Like, it just, everything was so habits backwards. can be helpful. They can be Very super helpful. helpful. Yeah. It's how we are yeah. efficient with our lives and you know, what we do yeah. with them, how we interpret them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it's important that, that when we look at establishing like healthier habits into our lives, that we're probably unestablished, de-establishing some maybe habits that haven't served us as well, right? We're not just doing the one thing. We're also trying to remove another. And I think that's the best way to go about habits is not just stopping doing something, right? But like replacing it with something. And we talked about that kind of more in depth in the, um, the initial launch episode, um, for, for this month, but also just understanding like, listen, habits are, they're everywhere. Right. And so it's not just as easy as just starting something or stopping something. It's looking at what place do they have in our lives? How do we approach them? Uh, you know, I would really encourage you to, to look at Aaron's reel from two weeks ago. Um, it kind of talks about this whole habit loop 
And it's not just the thing that we're doing or thing that we're not doing. It's really kind of like a lot bigger than that. And it's, it's, has, you know, little roots into other areas and there are things that trigger it and things that can divert. And there's just, it, it's a lot more in depth. And I don't say that in a scary, overwhelming way. Um, Cause I don't think it's that, but it's just important that we look at, Hey, not only when we're trying to build habits, are we doing that? But we're also probably looking at some things that are established in our lives that we're trying to stop doing or replace with. And it's just important that we have a really good broad understanding of, of that. Right. I think. Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, in order to establish a new habit, you have to have awareness around how that even happens because a habit by definition is something that's just automatic and, and unconscious. So in order to create this new behavior, it's, it's not going to be automatic at first. So that's why we have all of this more in-depth kind of, how do you analyze the habit and how do you like trigger yourself or cue yourself to start something new or replace that old habit. So Mm -hmm. the habit loop, and I'll just, if you've listened to the initial episode and then watch the reel and then listen to our Instagram live, all of the things you'll know that the habit loop is something that we've talked about from a lot of habit researchers, um, Charles Duhigg, James Clear. There's several that talk about this loop. It starts with a cue, goes to a response, goes to a a craving and a reward, or is it cue craving cue response craving, reward? Yeah. yeah, cue craving. Thank you. Reward. So oh, sorry. the cue, the cue triggers this craving, this craving for the reward, and the response gets you there. So mm-hmm. we talked about, or in the real, I talked about cues, the common cues that I think um, James Clear and Charles Duhigg outline are time, location, preceding event, emotional state, and other people. So these are very common cues, the time of day. I mean, when do you brush your teeth? When do you leave for work? Um, When do you pause for lunch in your day? Like these are all time-related cues. Um, Location is very common. Like if you, you know, we hear things like if you keep a bowl of candy on your counter or on your desk at work, you know, that location, like when, or if you have a coworker that does that and you walk by their desk and that's the cue is you're like always grabbing the candy. And then we have, you know, we have several other cues. So recognizing the cue, I think is the first step. I mean, it's the first step of the habit loop. It's the first way that you can start becoming aware of how these habits in your life have become established. Mm -hmm. And then of course there's a craving for whatever that reward is. Think about those things, but your response is the behavior that when Michael and I are talking about behavior change and all of these things to do and to take action. It's that response to the cue that essentially we're, we're encouraging you to, to look at. And something that we talked about before we started recording today, that I think Michael, you have a really good point is that response to the cue. Isn't always something you physically do like an action. Mm -hmm. It could be something you think or tell yourself mentally which is really important to recognize too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to get into that uh, in just a sec, but I have something to follow up on your, the habit loop piece. So I think, I think the way you said this is important that we're usually the, the behavior we're trying to maybe change is the response to the cue. Right. And so that's an important connection because there's a relationship there between those two. Like we often approach changing habits with just change the we don't even think of it as a response. It's just the thing. 
change the thing, change the behavior, change the action, change, change, change. Mm -hmm. And we don't think about, but what, what, why does, why is that there in the first place? Like we're responding to a cue in a certain way that leads us to this action. And a lot of times it's like, okay, just stop eating after 9 PM or, you know, close the kitchen down at seven or, you know, only eat off this plate. And even if you're hungry, just shut it down, like just change the habit, but we're not understanding how that habit relates to the cue and what purpose it serves and why the cue there is there in the first place. So I'm glad you said it that way. Cause I think it's really important because that say, uh, saying it that way just really illustrates the picture that it's not just the action. It's not just the behavior. It's the response to the cue. And mm-hmm. so then if we're going to change that relationship, we have to understand what the cue is and why it's there and why it drives us to this response in the first place. And now we're looking at like, Oh boy, like we're yeah. understanding habits and we're understanding how to build them. I think in a lot better ways that can respond to the cue differently because mm-hmm. we act like the cue is the problem. A lot of times the cue isn't the problem. It's just the thing. Like if you've had a yeah. stress day, you've had a stress day. If you, you know, if you've, I don't know if you bad day at works, you know, fight with a spouse, kids going through whatever, like those things are going to happen. So if we can change how we respond to those things and how we manage those things, then we're looking at building out habits that I think are really comprehensive and a lot going to be a lot easier to take root because they're, they're still built in a way that's responding to the cue, not ignoring yeah. the cue and just being like, Oh, just stop it. Knock it off. Which is yeah. I think how a lot of coaches go about trying to do habit. Yeah. Changes. We'll just stop it. Yeah. <clears throat> or ignoring the cue, the cra- just do the thing. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Or ignoring the craving. Mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. craving is the piece. So this is when, you know, you might want to go back and listen to our episodes on name that emotion or emotional eating, mm-hmm. or some of these things we've talked about, because usually the craving is a desired feeling or outcome that we're looking for. And yeah. we often don't connect. I mean, yes, the cue definitely leads to the response that we have, mm-hmm. but there's a craving connection in there. What are we hoping to achieve out of this response that we do? So okay. I had a client just last week that we started working together a couple of weeks ago and she's tracking just her, her day and kind of journaling around eating experiences and stuff. And she said that she had a really stressful day, a stressful morning and a a very difficult phone call and meeting that she was in. And she, Mm -hmm. she kind of laughed about it, but she said, and sure enough, as soon as I was off that call, I wanted to just go dive into some food. (laughs) And she, so she actually, you know, we, we talked about that, like, well, okay. She didn't, she, she caught the response and was like, oh, so she actually did the work of like catching that oh, this is something I automatically want to do. Like, this is the Mm -hmm. habit that I have is just, Mm -hmm. I had a shitty call. I'm stressed out. I need a little like, you know, boost of neurotransmitters and food is an easy way to do it. And that's how I've always done it. So I'm going to go to food. So we had that conversation around, what are you hoping to achieve? Like, what's that craving that you're hoping for? And what are some other responses that you can have to that cue to achieve similar, you know, boosts in mood or comforting things or stress relievers, like how can, so we were able to work through that simply by kind of, and we didn't even talk about the habit loop. We just kind of worked backward and said like, okay, what's, you know, what's going on here and picked it apart a little bit. And 
I have to say right now, don't get discouraged y'all. If you're doing this work and it feels really like nitpicky and analytical and really hard right now, because that's part of that's, that's why changing habits is so hard because you really do have to like dig into it and be analytical and pay attention to a lot of things at first, but then it starts becoming easier and easier the more you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say as long as the habit feels doable, you know what I mean? I mean, I think a lot of times we can take on things that just aren't are way beyond what we're able to do at this point for whatever reason, whether it's experience or history or trust in ourselves or just time, we know, whatever. But as long as that habit feels doable, you know, for the most part, if it's sucking good, like that's a good thing. That means you're in the initial stages of it. Like that's how this goes, you know? And I know we say this a lot, but I just, I don't think it can be said enough that like when you're doing something new, you're probably going to suck at it a lot. Like Mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. That's how this works. And if we can't let ourselves be bad at something for a little while and see beyond just how I'm doing it right now, then we're probably not going to build very many things in our life that are sustainable and healthy because Mm -hmm. that's part of doing new things. It's part of building a healthier lifestyle. It's part of changing our routines and our behaviors and our habits and all that kind of stuff is doing new things and letting ourselves doing them kind of in a shitty way for a bit. And then Mm -hmm. doing them a little bit better and a little bit, but like, that's how learning and growing works. And we have to be okay with diving into, you know, this process that that initially starts with, Hey, it's going to suck at first. It's not going to go so great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this, I mean, this brings us to some really applicable kinds of things, you know, the, the whole better is better. You say this all the time, you know, that better Mm -hmm. is better. So if that means like you, a lot of times people want to set this big challenging goal, you know, I want to run a 10 K or I want to lose 20 pounds, or I want to, um, go vegan or whatever. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it, it seems like people need to just set this really out there, huge challenge in order to feel like we're making progress, but the progress Mm -hmm. is actually made in the first step, whatever that first step is. And it's much better for you and much more sustainable for you. If you take those very small steps, right? So if you're wanting to run a 10 K start with, you know, doing a walk jog, alternating walk jog and like, just Mm -hmm. be consistent with it and start building that habit. Be specific about the time of day, what your route is going to be. Are you going to have a buddy with you? You know, those kinds of things. Um, when it comes to eating, I I see people want to overhaul their diet all the time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, look, you've got like five or six eating opportunities in a day. Most people, if you're counting like meals and snacks. And Mm -hmm. so if you're trying to overhaul all of those every day, all at once, that sounds pretty overwhelming to me. And it it sounds like it's kind of a recipe for, for disaster. So, so how can we break that down into like with one of my clients, we are really just targeting breakfast before 10 AM. Let's Mm -hmm. just start there. 
And it doesn't matter really like we're working on the kinds of foods that are included in that, but it's just, let's start establishing that routine and that habit of like training your body to expect food in the morning so that your energy levels are more stable throughout the day and your appetite's a little bit more predictable and just kind of see how that feels. It is a very slow process people and humans, especially nowadays are not good at Mm -hmm. the, the patience. And I mean, immediacy is like involved in everything we do these days between Mm -hmm. social media and only having an attention span for a one minute video and all of these things. So buckle up because it's going to take some patience and it's going to take a while, but you can get there. Yeah. And I would counter that with, I completely agree with you. But I do think over the long haul, it's faster because how fast are you actually getting anywhere? Right. When you're like change everything at once, you know, losing 20 pounds in a month, like it's gotta be this and it's gotta be to this level and only this. And okay. You've tried that once or twice a year for the last 10 years and you've gotten nowhere with anything. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Is that going quickly? Sure. In the, in the three months. Yeah. It might seem like it's going really quick. But you know what? I mean, okay. Do you want to change your life for three months and three months only? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it's like the tortoise and the hare kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it feels like this is slower initially, but when you're looking at over a year, five, 10, way faster, way yeah. faster, because the alternative, I mean, for most people listening, I bet you, you can relate to this. It's like, yeah, maybe I really haven't gotten anywhere in the last five, 10 years, because I'm insisting that it's just pedal to the metal right from the start, mm-hmm. you know, and three, six months, you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. And I can't juggle all this. Well, yeah. Cause you're trying to do it all at once. And that's not a way. I mean, can you imagine trying to build a house, like building the roof and pour the foundation at the same time? I like, know. Does this make any yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And decorate the interior and like do <laughs> yeah. all the things. Yeah. And it's... move your family in and <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, and it, I mean, this is the same kind of thing we've talked about before with the mental energy that's required for that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a certain amount of mental energy is helpful, like to, to really devote to a specific task or behavior that you want to change or building Mm -hmm. awareness around this habit loop, because that's the first step is just building awareness, which is why people are like, I feel like I'm overanalyzing everything. I'm just, oh my gosh, it's taking so much mental energy. Well, yes, that's the point. As we get Mm -hmm. started with this, it will get easier. And this is why we're keeping things very doable and manageable for you. Right which I will emphasize looks different for everyone. So some people really can set that goal of signing up for a half marathon or like my husband did going from zero to Ironman and mm-hmm. scaring the living bejesus out of himself because he could not swim one length of the pool, but Hey, I'm going to do an Ironman that ain't for everybody. So <laughs> know, know your own challenge, um, threshold. Mm-hmm. And how you want to approach that and how you really operate well under those circumstances. And then be very honest with yourself throughout the process. Is this too right. much? Do I need to back it off? Is this a better step? And if it seems so easy, I watched this Ted talk last night that I can, um, I can link in the show notes if necessary, but she, she talks about all the things we're talking about. You know, you have to suck at something at first mm-hmm. in order to be good at it. You have to be willing to risk that starting with just a little bit of better is better. So what is like Mm -hmm. the minimum you can do to show progress? But she also talks about, um, 
when you start thinking that what I'm doing right now isn't enough, that's often when people trip themselves up is yeah. by telling themselves that this little step I'm taking isn't enough. Right. And that's when they start getting into this overwhelming kind of cycle of trying to do more and more. That's a good point. So. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I always tell people like, if it seems too easy, like, okay, prove me wrong. Like prove it. Exactly. Yeah. Like if it's, Let's if it's see. super duper easy, you can do this for 10 days or Two, 14 three weeks. days without yeah. a hitch. Absolutely. Yeah. And if that happens, cool, we'll build on it, but yeah. let's see. Yeah. Because oftentimes it's not too much. Yeah. It's just there in comparison to what they think they need to do. It feels like too little. Yes. And it's like, yeah, yes. but this is how we actually do this thing for a while. So, not just, I hope it works. <laughs> absolutely. And so my call to action for all of you listeners is mm-hmm. if, if you've been hearing all of we've been talking about with habits, chances are you have already identified a habit in your life that is in place that you'd like to change or replace completely or a new habit that you would like to establish. Well, where is that going to fit? It's going to have to replace something else. So how is that going to look in your life? Get that in your, in your mind, whatever direction you want to go with your life and then find that too easy, just enough step. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you need help with that, if you have examples, Michael and I would love to hear them because Mm -hmm. that is, you know, it's, I think it's really fun to find those like, well, what does a really easy step look like and really talk someone through that. And then, and then hear them say, oh, that's too easy. Well, (laughs) is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I challenge you to find that in your life and uh, put it into practice. Do it, do it right now. Do it, do it. Yeah. Yeah succumb to peer pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you want to do a quick meeting in the mundane before we wrap up? Do you have a Uh, quick one? Have you thought about one? No, I didn't even think about one for this. Yeah. I have a, I have a very quick one. Okay. I got a minute 40 before my timer runs out. I know. I don't know why we have a timer on zoom today. Weird. Yeah. Um, really That's quick weird. one was Matt and I went to Moab, um, a couple weeks ago, had a fantastic time. Last time I was down there, the riding was way above my skill level, but this time mm-hmm. I, I have a different bike and I am a different rider and I just felt way more confident, had a great time. And we had this one ride that Matt was like, I haven't wanted to hoop and holler on a bike ride <laughs> in yeah, Like really like audibly just start like, mm-hmm. you know, fist pumping. And like, he was having so much fun following me on this trail at dead horse point state park. So, um, that's, that's mine. Just like we can go out and ride together, but it can truly be like one of those lifetime favorite rides. So, yeah, that's awesome. I've never been to Moab. I've heard it's just gorgeous. There's some really cool stuff. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Okay. Yeah. I don't have one, but I'll have one for, we're recording episode 92 next week. I will have one for that for sure. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Thanks thanks everybody for tuning in. Okay. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.